All right. Good morning. How are y'all? Good. Just okay? You doing okay? Uh-oh. Here we go. Okay. Well, welcome. I am glad to be here this morning. Very good to be here with you all. Um, if you are a guest, I am going to have to apologize pretty much right up front. Okay, um, because today is going to be a very, very, very different day, uh, very different than normal. And so some of you are like, ah, oh, why did I invite my friend today? Um, but it'll be okay. But uh, it's just going to be very different. And so as you can tell, we didn't even have announcements uh, today. And so uh, just really quick, a couple of really brief announcements. Uh, your communication card is sitting in your seat. Um, if you would fill that out at some point, drop it into the offering when it comes by later. Also, there's some invite cards for our next sermon series that we're going to be starting next Sunday. We would love for you to be inviting people to uh, bring them out, and that would just be, um, we think it's going to be a great way to connect with really the gospel. What does it look like to live for Christ in a world that's so focused on self, right? And so that's going to be the, the theme of the series. And then um, I'll mention one other uh, brief announcement here in a second, but I kind of wanted to give you a little bit of direction as to why it's going to be so different today. So I am only going to be teaching for about 15 minutes today, all right? Some of you got way too happy about that, okay? That was not meant to be that uh, uh, exhilarating, all right? But um, we're going to be filling it with a few other different things. And so today uh, actually marks kind of our third year as a church, all right? Yes, that is good to celebrate. Um, almost three years ago today, okay, we uh, first opened the doors when we were in the dungeon, all right? Just out of curiosity in here, okay, how many people were in here when we were in the dungeon? Raise your hands. There you go, Okay. 20, 25 people. Okay, good. Uh, if you uh, want to know how you can be certain that God is really blessing this church in a lot of ways, it's that we met in a place that we call the dungeon and we still exist today. All right, that's a good indicator that God is really blessing this church. And so uh, let me tell you really quickly kind of how it's going to go today so you know the direction. We're going to be watching eight different videos today uh, from tons of different people. Okay, we already just saw one video a second ago uh, highlighting different things that the well has been able to be a part of since we've been as a church. And so that right there was Kevin and Jessica, who are missionaries uh, over in East Asia, where you all have been uh, giving very sacrificially of your own money. A lot of that is going right to them. We support them monthly. We gave them an extremely massive one-time gift to help them with their business. And so we just kind of want to highlight different things that God is doing through the well. And so in all these videos, we want to see the Lord, see how we are interacting within that, and also point to what we feel like God is calling us to go towards in in the future. And so if you're new today, it's going to be very, very different, okay, but not a waste, okay? What you'll get to see is kind of what we believe in at the well, the direction that we want to go, and why we feel like God has called us to go there. And so you'll see the mission, you'll see the vision, and you'll know why we exist, what we pray for, what we hope for, what we believe in. And so that's kind of the direction that we're going, all right? You good with that? At the end of the sermon, the last announcement here, the end of the sermon, what we're going to do uh, is move right into our business meeting. So at the end of every year, we have an annual business meeting. We would invite every one of you to stay. Um, we're going to have lunch, uh, but even if you won't stay, the end will look a little bit different, okay, because uh, we're going to tear down almost right away. So usually we mingle, we fellowship, but um, everybody's going to come up and kind of help tear down so we can move right into the meeting. All right, bueno? We good with that? Man. 
Okay. <laughs> well, uh, if you have your Bibles, go ahead and grab them. Acts chapter 1. That's where we are going to be spending a little bit of time today in the Word. Um, if you don't have a Bible, there should be some under every second and third chair somewhere around you. Uh, you can also follow along on your smartphone if you wish. If you have the Version app, uh, underneath the Live tab, type in the Well Austin. You can follow along that way. If you don't have the Version app or you can't find it on the Version app, uh, there's a link right here that you can type right into your browser and you'll be able to follow along there. Okay? Now, there are many different texts that we can draw from as to what God wants his church to be, right? We could literally draw from 50 or so different passages in the New Testament, even some in the Old Testament, where we can see God's thought, his heart for the church, the mission behind the church, all right? And so one of the ones that we wanted to grab, what we feel really passionate about is here in Acts chapter 1, all right? So Acts chapter 1, we're going to be there the whole day. Uh, let's pick it up there in verse 6. So when they had come together, the they is the disciples, they asked him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, it is not for you to know times or seasons that the Father has fixed by his own authority. So we see what happened is that the disciples were kind of focusing on the wrong thing a little bit, right? They were wondering when Christ was going to set up shop, when he was going to uh, establish his authority, when he was going to set up the reign here on earth, right? And what does Jesus say to them? Essentially, he says, hey, that's not what uh, I want you to focus on right now. That's not the direction I want your brain to be traveling, okay? Now, the kingdom of God is not a bad thing to think about, right? In fact, in fact, we know that Jesus was very passionate about this topic because over and over again, he talked about the kingdom. He gave several parables about the kingdom, how we should be ready for the kingdom, how we should store up our treasures in the kingdom. And so to desire the kingdom to come is actually a good thing. Matter of fact, in the Lord's prayer, he tells us to pray that his kingdom would come. Right, And so Jesus wants us to be praying for it. He wants us to be focusing on it. It's a good thing to think about. However, Jesus wanted the disciples to be intentional or to zero in on something different. If he's going to choose one thing that he wants them to be thinking about, it's going to be this here in verse 8. But, so on the contrary, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Jesus wanted his disciples and therefore us to be thinking about reaching the world for his glory, to make his name famous, right? That's what he wanted to think about. In fact, he gave his early disciples a strategy as to how to even do that. He said, hey, first you start in Jerusalem, right? With people who kind of look like you, think like you, and then you expand into the greater region of Judea. And then you actually go to Samaria with people who don't look like you, different cultures and tongues and, and customs and tribes. And then you take the gospel into the ends of the earth. That's what I want you to do, Jesus. That's what I want you to focus on. That's what I want your life to be about, is to be disciples on mission, taking my name to as many people as possible. Jesus wanted his church to be on mission. In fact, at the end of every single gospel, the writer writes a missional type of statement, right? And so we know that uh, uh, if he has one last thing to say, and if every single writer says that he said the same last thing, it must be important. Right, Because surely they had many conversations with Jesus after he rose. In fact, we see some of those conversations. But every single writer ended on, it's important for us to be on mission. Right? We need to be thinking about the mission of Jesus. Verse 9. And when he had said these things, as they were looking on, he was lifted up, and a cloud took him out of their sight. And while they were gazing into heaven, as he went, Behold, two men stood by them in white robes and said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into heaven? This Jesus who was taken up 
from you into heaven will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. So the disciples are saying, hey, look, Jesus is going to come back. In fact, matter of fact, your first question about the kingdom, it will come. But for now, you need to go. Right? You need to, you need to go do what, Je- why do you stand here looking? Go do what Jesus just told you to do. Right? Go into Jerusalem, receive the Holy Spirit, and that's actually what happens next. And so, don't just stand there, go do something. Right? So at the end of every letter, at the end of Matthew, we hear uh, the Great Commission, right? Go and make disciples of all nations. Go. Here in Luke's follow-up letter, he says, hey, go into Judea, Samaria, the ends of the earth. In Mark, he says, go make disciples. In John, he tells Peter to go lay your life down. The theme of Jesus and even of Paul as he's writing about the church is to go. To go out and to make much of Jesus, to highlight his name. Okay, and so at the well, our mission statement, we feel like, tries to encompass this idea, right? And our mission statement, it says, the well exists to make much of Jesus by reproducing disciples who impact the world for the glory of God, okay? To, uh, 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 to make much of Jesus by reproducing disciples who impact the world for the glory of God. I think we have a slide on that. Um, and we believe that this embodies what Jesus actually commanded his church to do. We think that this is what Jesus' focus was in the life of the church. Our vision, therefore, okay, how we are going to do that, the direction that we are going into that is directly pulled from this mission statement. It's just a lot easier to say so you don't have to memorize that whole sentence, okay? And so what we say is exalt, disciple, send, right? Exalt, disciple, send. And so over the past three years, we feel like God has blessed us tremendously, and we wanted to really celebrate that some as a church. So we're going to watch three different sets of videos, okay? We, uh, besides the one we just saw, we're going to watch three other videos, each highlighting different people that have been at the well who really embody this vision, we feel like, who really are trying to live this vision out, but hitting on the overall theme of the mission and of the vision of the church, okay? Um, If there were one thing that I would say uh, a successful church is, all right, it would not be having thousands of members attend a Sunday service, okay? Uh, It would also not be building a, a, a spectacular building that we can meet in and have lots of facilities in and a school in. Uh, it's not even being able to be around in 50 years, okay? Um, can I go a step even further? Okay, thank you. One person, I will, thank you. <laughs> um, it's not being the most theologically astute people in the world, even, okay? Even further, uh, it's not just that Christians would grow in their Christianity. Uh, even further, one step even further than that, it's not even to see tons and tons of people get saved and come to know Jesus Christ as their Savior. Now, Don't get me wrong for one quick second, okay? Every single one of those things, particularly those last three things, we believe in wholeheartedly, okay? With every ounce that I have as a pastor, that the elders have, that the leaders have in this church, that's what we want to see happening, that people would be built up, that we would be uh, theologically trained, doctrinally sound Christians, right? We wouldn't be swayed to and fro with the wind, but that we would stand firm on the word of Christ. We want scripture to bleed out of our people, right? We want disciples to be made. We want to be discipling others and to be disciples ourselves. And we want to see people come and know Jesus. I want this whole city of Austin to come to know Jesus. No, I want the whole world to come to know Jesus, okay? And so we are serious about those three things, but but there's one more step, okay? Those are all really, really good, but there's one more step. According to Jesus, according to the Gospels, we want to exalt Jesus, making disciples who then go live sent lives, 
who then go do something with their faith, who impact the world for the glory of God. We want to see the world change, right? And so success in our church is not how many we can bring in or how many we can build up, but it is how many we can send out, okay? Success in our church is not how many we can bring in or how many we can build up, but how many we can send out. In fact, if you look at that, that's kind of a great strategy in how we actually exist as a church. Bring in, build up, send out, right? That's what we want to be doing. Success is not stopping at salvations. It's moving toward multiplication, right? Success is not uh, uh, bringing in lots of people and, and having lots of covenant members. It's making sure the kingdom of God has new covenant members, not just here in the city, but throughout the world. It's to make disciples who make disciples who make disciples who make disciples. And that process continues throughout all of history until Jesus decides to return and establish his kingdom like he promised he would here in Acts. That's what we want to be doing. That's what we want to be going towards. What we want to be focusing on. So this is the mission of Jesus. This is what we want to do. And that mission, okay? Um, I'm already approaching my 15 minutes, I know. I think pastors lie more about uh, how long they're going to preach than any other thing that we lie about, okay? So be gracious, forgive me. But living sent lives, all right? That's what we want. And so um, I want to see you built up, okay? I really do want that. Like, I, I want to see the church built up. So when we hear us sending out, don't think that we're forgetting about this. I want to see the church built up. I want you to know Jesus in ways that are unimaginable to you right now, to me, that we would all be built up in that. I want you to know Christ, to think about Christ, to, to grow in Christ, to eat, sleep, and breathe Jesus Christ. I want him to be so in you, but then I want to see us live out, sent on mission for the king because his name is worthy, that every name would know him. Not as lion when he comes back to destroy, but as lamb. The person who laid down his life for them that they may have relationship with him. Everybody needs to worship that man because he is worthy of worship and see the world change for his glory, amen? And so that's what we wanna do. And so this first set of videos actually comes from people who were at the well and they were original core team members, okay? And so back when we were 22 people averaging on a Sunday, all right, uh, these people were there with us during that time. These were the men and women that were with us. And so what I did is I asked everyone to do a short video about their time at the well, what they wanted to see in us, things that they were encouraged by, and then what they felt like God was calling them to do, okay? And so let's go ahead and watch this first set of videos. Hi, Hi, we're the Coes. I'm Chance. And I'm McKaylee, and we're really excited that Tori asked us to do this. We're currently <laughs> at 14,000 feet, and you guys are all with us. Yeah. Uh, we want to share one thing that we really love and we especially miss about the well is just uh, just the family, community. Um, you know, it just feels like everybody's involved in each other's lives and, uh, you know, loves each other well. Uh, also, I think <clears throat> the... Uh, just the intentionality with um, evangelism, you know, being being a younger church and a smaller community, uh, you can be really intentional about reaching out to those around you. Yeah, and right now we are serving at the church we go to, Park Church, we're community group leaders. We're trying to build that family atmosphere with our community group. So um, we pray together, worship together, we do service projects together, and I work with the teen group, which it's still small because it's a younger church, so there's only one teenage girl and she's not a believer. So it can be very challenging because she's definitely a teenager, but it's a great mentoring opportunity, um, and I love it. And we're both in secular jobs, so we have the opportunity to witness it that way mm -hmm. uh, so kind of where we see ourselves going in the future um, 
Right now I'm in school for water quality management. McKaylee just applied for school to be a NP. Um, so we kind of see the Lord leading us internationally uh, to help with developing countries with clean water and medical needs. Um, but for now, we're in Denver trying to love well. Uh, wanted to encourage you guys to, uh, yeah, just continue to be a family, love each other well. Yes. Um, and we love the well. Woohoo! Yeah. Look at who's with us. <laughs> okay, bye. The well. Hey, my name is Kenny Donahue. For those of you who don't know me, um, I was a part of the original core team that helped Tory plant back in uh, 2012. Um, at the well, I remember trying my best to serve wherever I could, and uh, Tory allowed me to preach sometimes. So if you want to get up on stage, just shoot him an email. I'm sure he'll let you up there. Um, in all seriousness, uh, some of the things that I love and miss about the well is being in genuine community and being missional in community. Um, I remember uh, we had this mindset of one up, two down. And that meant that you had to be uh, discipled and being poured into by one individual, um, but you had to be intentional with two other individuals. And it's just something that we took to heart. Um, we just loved Jesus and uh, we wanted to share the gospel with those we were in relationship with. I remember hearing awesome stories of I was in a park or in a gym at work and um, you know I shared the gospel with people. And so uh, it was just super encouraging for me to hear the stories from others and uh, challenging for me to get up and share my faith. Um, because I was just starting my journey and uh, I was kind of shy. So it was super encouraging to hear all those stories. Uh, currently, my wife Jeanette and I, we live in uh, Salt Lake City, Utah. Uh, we're expecting our first baby girl this October. Her name will be Kaziah Lyell. Um, so we're excited for this new season of being parents. And um, I'm just excited to see my baby girl's face come this October. Uh, currently, Jeanette and I lead a small group at our church called The Merge. It's for people um, from the ages of 18 to 30. and um, there we meet up every Thursday night where we have fellowship, uh, we go through the word, and we encourage one another. Um, and one of the reasons why I say encourage one another is because we live in Salt Lake City, Utah, where you're faced with so many different worldviews, from the LDS faith to atheists to agnostics to, uh, to Masons. I mean, you name it, I pretty much met it out here. Um, and so it's imperative that we just constantly encourage one another because you can feel like you're by yourself and it can just... It can be overwhelming at, uh, at times because of all the different worldviews. Um, and so uh, we just, we level one another and we're just trying to establish, uh, you know, what, what, what community is here. Um, and so uh, if I can uh, and, and challenge the church uh, and encourage the church, uh, it would be from Re Revelations 2, uh, verses 2 through 4. It says, I know your works, your toil, and, and your patient endurance, and how you cannot bear with those who are evil. But I've tested those who call themselves apostles and are not, and found them to be false. I know you're enduring patiently and bearing up for my name's sake, and you have not grown weary. But I have this against you. You have abandoned your first love. God has been challenging me with that scripture lately uh, because I can be so focused on, you know, doing all this work within the kingdom of God, but I can not spend time with God and I can kind of abandon my first love. And so I want to encourage the church to keep grinding, keep working for the kingdom of God, but also stay connected to the vine. Grace and peace. Hey, Well family. My name is Michael Cruciani and my time at the Well began in January of 2012 when we were meeting together as a house church in Torrey in Natalie's living room in East Austin. And one thing I've always just been encouraged by at the well is this vision to see disciples that make disciples, to live out that 2 Timothy 2 model, um, where Paul says to Timothy, these things you've heard from me, the presence of many witnesses and trust of faithful men 
who'll be able to train others also. And, and really that vision for multiplying my life is what got me headed on this current trajectory of mine. And so about a year ago, I left the well to enter into the missions training program at the Austin Stone. I just completed that, and this next year, I'll be leading another group of 10 guys through that training program. We've all moved out to an international part of town where we'll be intentionally engaging the unreached peoples of Austin, um, a Muslim and Asian population mainly. And then next year, um, summer of 2016, I will be moving overseas to the Middle East North Africa region and praying and trusting God to see indigenous church planting movements amongst the Muslim unreached peoples of the region. And so I'm so thankful for the well and everything y'all have meant for me in this journey. And I love y'all deeply. God bless. All right. <laughs> um, that's pretty cool, huh? Um, so really cool. Chance and McKaylee are in Colorado, like they said, uh, being trained to go overseas to help build wells uh, for people who, ironic, I told them that that's how we recruited them. We said, you want to build wells? Come to the well. That's a good place to come, right? Um, but they want to use that as a platform to go to the uh, to. Uh, present the gospel, and what they want to do is go to Africa, and that's where they want to be at. And so Kenny wants to help with the church plant. In fact, he just accepted a new job that would make him be able to travel to go somewhere, and so he's thinking about doing a church plant maybe in Florida or something like that, and so that's the direction that he wants to go and, and help in that way. And then, um, in fact, uh, Kenny actually just sent me a text literally this past Thursday, so like five days ago or whatever, saying that he was in the gym and got to lead somebody to Christ and is baptizing him this next week, right? So very much living on mission still, right? Very much trying to make sure Christ is known. And then Mike is planning on raising support this next year so that he can end up going over to Jordan is his hope, where he would go into a very unreached, very persecuted area and bring the gospel into there. And so um, Mike is about to finish law school, by the way. He didn't say that, okay? He's gotten job offers that would make like uh, most of our salaries look like we worked at Mickey D's, all right? Without the federal minimum wage, okay? And yet he's turning down those salaries to try to bring Jesus into a group of people who do not have Jesus, that's sacrificial, that's being on mission, right? And so just gets it, and we love that man, uh, even though he was very unemotional in that video. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I just love that. And so um, the next set of videos uh, will be from actually people who have left the well within the past two months. All right. So this first set, they have all been gone for at least a year or so. They were on our original core team and kind of got sent out. This next group of videos, there's two other videos where uh, they have only left very recently. Uh, one of them I think you all will really enjoy. So let's watch. Hi, my name is Stephen Renard, and I recently left the well in order to go to pursue my Master's of Architecture in the Netherlands. I still remember the first time that I showed up to the well, was, uh, met EJ, he just spotted me and came up and said hi, and introduced me to Co Noel, and they took me to lunch afterwards, and I felt very welcome and very loved, and a part of something that <clears throat> I had just shown up to. The second Sunday tour, he invited us to uh, serve at the well, and so that, that I was like, hey, pick me, like, I want to serve. And so it was very important for me because y'all blessed me in order to be a blessing and, and help serve and be a part of this church that I would later call home. And so I really appreciate that. And, uh, the next thing, every single week, I got a, uh, an email from the elders just like, hey, here's how we've been praying for you. Here's how uh, we know that God will be working in your life. And so I felt very 
cared for and very encouraged every week because that was each week it was a time that I needed encouragement at the most and so I really appreciate that and uh, I was yeah during the time I met John Luck and he was able to disciple me and that was facilitated through the well and I really appreciated that because this year that was what I needed most was a one-on-one discipleship where I could grow and where I could be um, developed through the well and so that was very important for me in, in my spiritual growth and trusting God and finally um, I felt very sent like I'm not leaving the well I, I, I'm being sent out as a missionary and so for me that's very important because people came up to me and said hey I support you hey I love you you're going to do great we're sending you we'll be praying for you so in my opinion that's huge and I really appreciate that and finally I want to encourage y'all to continue to love your community love um, everyone who shows up through your doors and to show God's love and, and continue to share the gospel uh, without hesitation. So thank you for um, being good leaders and, and good people who uh, want to show God's love in our community and change Austin for the better. Thanks. So who am I? His little one that stumbled into grace. By no mistake, it was thanks to the snake that my soul is no longer at stake. I was in darkness but a year ago. The sorrow only my soul would know. I was dead inside. But once Jesus came into my life, I was obsessed with his life-giving light. I just sat still, waiting for Jesus to prove this was real. Only time would tell. That's when I walked into the well. Sunday was now my favorite day of the week. Second row, I would listen and weep. You spoke truth into the deep, especially at women's retreat. I could feel Jesus was healing me. He flung open doors of opportunity, brought me into community to show me what true love looks like, like man and wife for life and living for the lost, a sister exposing sin and fighting until it stops, reminding all his kingdom doesn't cost. It's free for the lost with nothing left to exhaust. It's here I saw the kindness that kills, taking sin captive, evil surrenders to his will, baptized in his name and all my church family came. Truly, I was never the same just entered a new game. Now, my shame will be my fame and bring glory to his name. My past will remind me, but not define me. It no longer binds me. And I must share this now. Life goals turn completely around. Sharing his love is the greatest route. Yes, there are days where I'm down and out, thinking this is opposite of what the world is about. But then I remember God's reverse economy is true. It's not what you think of God, but what he thinks of you. He changes us from the inside out. It's where dependency means you're mature, no doubt. And it's not the place I live, career I have, objects I buy, but only Jesus who satisfies. We're sorrowful yet always rejoicing, poor yet making many rich. Not by grasping and hoarding, but letting go and giving. Is that the world's definition of winning? Here, despair of the cross is the gift of life, not just now, but for all time. Or when he says, get up, leave and follow me, you wouldn't expect adventure and peace, but welcome to God's reverse economy. So I ask, fight together for the faith, embrace his saving grace and constantly seek his face. Just let Jesus be all that remains.
So it was really cool. Nicole got saved, came into the well, got baptized here at the well, did a spoken word like this. Luckily, nobody else uh, had to share their testimony after hers because that would have been really strange. It was really good. Um, But what happened was is that she then kind of got her heart captivated for the missions. She's actually uh, going uh, to be raising support to do a short-term international mission trip or stint uh, in Ukraine uh, for this next year. And so she's uh, in LA right now training up to go out to Ukraine for a year. And then Stephen is currently in school in Amsterdam and ultimately wants to use his architecture degree to move over to China, okay, and to take the gospel into an unreached people group there so that he can use his job to really be a bridge into relationship with them, okay? Now, before we show the third set of videos, I know what the temptation will be to think. One or two things, okay? So far, what we've shown is people who want to go to Africa to build wells. They want to go to Ukraine. They want to be a church planner here in the States. They want to go to China and to Jordan. Literally, we are on almost every continent right now so far, right? Um, and the temptation would be to think that, well, I'm not as cool as that, right? Like, I don't feel like that's what I'm supposed to be doing. I don't feel like I'm supposed to be going in that direction. Uh, Or another temptation would be, do I have to go to Kazakhstan in order to really be living out my faith? right? And listen, while I would love if you would want to go to Kazakhstan, we have connections there, all right? If you want to go, let's go, right? I would love that. But I say adamantly to that thought, no, that's not what it has to look like, okay? The reason that we showed these videos first is because I wanted to help you guys see the impact that the well has had already around the whole entire world, (laughs) Like, think about where these people are saying they want to go. And they're all saying, look, I want to make disciples. I want to live as a missionary. I want to live out a sent life already, already from this small community, right? In three years, we've seen people raise up with the desire to go all over the world. Somebody better say amen to that. <laughs> That's a good thing, right? That is a good thing. And so why? Why do they want to go? Because of you all, Okay. Don't miss what these people are saying. You heard them where where you're discipling people, you're loving people, you're serving people, you're helping them find their their path in life, you're you're blessing them, right? We hear that over and over again. Nicole saying she came in and and wept at the sermons and then the the elders were loving her and then she went to women's retreat and got healed from all the women that were there and and Stephen came in and said, man, you greeted me and I felt loved and then went to lunch with Cole Noel and then John discipled me and then over and over there are people, the whole body, of Christ coming together as a body of Christ, building up people to send them out. This is a great thing, right? In fact, we can tell stories even of just these past couple of weeks where people have set up a sign, somebody's seen the sign, they come in, they get connected. Man, that's a beautiful thing. And so even if it feels like the things that you're doing are small, they're not. Because of some of those things, people want to go to China and to Africa and to Ukraine and around the world with the gospel in three years, right? Like most of the times this would feel exciting if you felt like over 20 years that happened. In a very short amount of time, we've seen God really be moving. And just like the early disciples, we too can live sent lives even where we are, right? Like it doesn't have to start when we go to Ukraine, if that's where God's calling us to go, but it can start right here in Austin, just like it did for them in Jerusalem, and then into greater Austin, just like Judea, and then into Samaria, or into the people that we don't really connect with or relate to and go around, and then into the ends of the world. We can take the exact same mission that Jesus gave his disciples, and we too can live as sent people for the glory of God. This is a beautiful thing, right? Literally, literally, just to give you a really quick story. On Friday, two days ago, okay, I was at Tommy and Callie's rehearsal dinner. They got married yesterday. That's great. Um, 
The people who are clapping is probably because they know Tommy got saved at the well three years ago, right? Tommy came into this church, did not know Jesus, okay? Through uh, 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 Chuck Barber, who used to go to the well, and Jake really, they loved on this man, began to pour into this man. Tommy came to know Jesus, right? Now, uh, for those of you who know Tommy, okay, do you ever envision him being a missionary in Jordan? No, <laughs> right? That's not a bad thing. We're not saying that slanderously, right? Now, God's a lot bigger than us, okay? Maybe God will stir up his heart and he'll end up going, but I just don't personally see that, okay? But on Friday, literally, three or four different guys got up and talked about how much Tommy living out his faith has impacted their faith, right? So Tommy living a sent life as a banker in Round Rock. That's what he does as a job, right? He leads a Bible study on Thursday morning with his old frat guys, okay? I met those old frat guys, right? They were frat guys, okay, very much so. And yet he's leading a Bible study with them. He's uh, taking trips with them and making disciples. One of them, his brother, got up and began to say, Tommy, I've looked up to you, but ever since you found the Lord, you changed my life, and I found the Lord. And he starts weeping, right? And then, I'm sure Tommy won't mind me sharing this. If he does, he's not here, so it doesn't matter, all right? But then Tommy started crying. Tommy crying. That's a miracle in and of itself, right? And so Tommy, living a sent life where, where one of his roommates says, man, my whole marriage has changed. When before you came in, oh Jesus, my marriage was a wreck. Then you came in and now I view things differently. His brother saying, I come into the Lord. His uh, uh, aunt came over and said, look, he's changed his whole family. It's not just his brother, but his mom and dad are getting serious about the faith. Tommy, living a sent life because you all bless this man. You encourage him, right? And I know that he encourages us too, but that's what it's about, right? You don't have to go overseas. I just want to show you what God is doing in our church. You can do that today to make a difference in the world today, right now, right? It was a beautiful thing. I started crying. That's not, that's not a shock though. That's easy, right? Okay. Um, this last set of videos, okay, are from people who are currently at the well, all right? So they're still here. The first one is actually from Huli, um, and she was actually the first person to commit to being a part of the well, all right? So once my wife and I said we want to plant, Huli was the first person to say yes uh, to us coming. So um, she's going to speak on what she's seen in the church over the past three years, all right, and what she desires moving forward. And then the second are from Bob and Deanna Christensen, who are very much living out mission, like we were just talking about, in this city right now. So let's watch this last video. Hello, my name is Juliana Quintero. I go by Juli and I've been going to the well since there was just 11 of us. I've been part of it since the beginning. And because of that, I think I'm able to just love it just for what it is. And we've had great times and we've had hard times where we've relied a lot a lot a lot in prayer and that's been great and just being witness to that being witness of how spoiled we are by God I feel like because there has not been one moment that um, we're struggling for something or about something that as a community and as a church we pray and God doesn't give us what we pray for. Uh, I love that about us, about that, the fact that we recognize what we're lacking and what we need to be able to be a body of Christ and to everybody around us. And every single time we recognize it, we take action on it and um, pray and pursue each other and help each other and through that. And 
prayers are answered and we just see it growing, changing, just be what it is now. I love that through it I've been able to grow so much and I've been able to build so many friendships and relationships and I love the fact that sometimes we're messy. <laughs> Just, it's just human beings running a church who are in love with Christ and I think that's what I love the most about it just the fact that we're together and it gets crazy at times and we forget things and not that that's acceptable but it happens and because of it we're able to just see how we can help each other and how we can support and how we can encourage each other so I've never felt alone at that church. And everybody from the time that it was 11 of us to now, that thing was like we're at around 120, 130 people coming constantly. And I just get to be part and see people falling in love with Christ. And, and that's just my favorite thing. I've been able to see the church grow from 11 of us and who were just like basically doing this on God's strength and um, that was just great to see all of us encouraging and pushing each other to just serve God and to see how like every single person that comes in just like is able to just like jump in and we're able to meet them and we're able to just be excited about them being there and be, we're able to just be family to people and in return every single person just turns around and does the same thing for new people so it just makes me so stinking happy to see what um, the people are doing and to see how Christ is just like providing and loving us and just giving us exactly what we need to be where we are. I love that we're growing. I can see what happens in 50 years or 60 years to see how God has worked through all of us. And I know that we are on fire for the Lord and for Christ and making his name known. So I'm just excited to see what comes next and next and next and what we do in the future. I know that all of us adore the Lord and we are just chasing after him and because of that we get to just do life with the correct people so yeah that's why I love the church and that's why I love the well it's the fact that I'm able to be me and just still be loved anyways it's been great talking with all of you I think I went over the time but oh well talk to you later Hello church, my name is Bob Christensen and this is my wife Deanna. We've been coming to the well since uh, January of this year. We initially were drawn to the well because of the people we knew. And, uh, but the first time that we stepped into the, uh, the church, the thing that grabbed our hearts were the diversity of, of nations, of, of languages, and cultures. And, um, that's just such a beautiful picture of what heaven would be like. We moved to this area of town about two and a half years ago because we found ourselves very involved in international student ministry and we wanted to be closer to UT because of that. 
Uh, we often have gatherings at our home for international students, and, and through that we've been able to become family to many of them uh, as they're away from home and in need, and, and, and we just found it to be such a beautiful opportunity to be Christ to those and to love them well where they, wherever they are. Uh, spiritually and to help them take their next step on their journey to uh, to understand who God is and, and who Christ is. You know, our dream is to see a group of believers um, join together in a community uh, to love and, uh, and encourage uh, international students at UT. I mean, we've been talking to Tori about starting a missional community that's focused on international students this fall. Um, it would be great to have like-minded people that we could uh, partner with and share dreams with about uh, how God would use us in that way. Uh, we'd like to leave you with a word of encouragement. It's from uh, Hebrews 10, 24 and 25, a very special verse for me in my life. And it says, and let us consider how to stimulate one another to love and good deeds. Not forsaking our own assembling together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the, dark, the day drawing near. So we love you, church. It is great to be a part of this body. Um, so we can make a difference here now. This year we've uh, started up missional communities to, to try to reach out to others, as you heard Bob and Deanna say, and we want you to be involved in that if you want. Hope to connect with some of you that you would really dive in, live on mission within that, right? We've also added a ton of structure, which we'll talk about in the business meeting here in a few minutes. Uh, a lot of structure to hopefully help harness exactly what we want to see because all of this, all of what we talked about, all the structure, the, the systems, the people are all for this reason. Because Jesus is better, right? Jesus is worth it. Jesus changes. Jesus' name needs to be known. And we want that to happen, okay? And so in three years, y'all, look at what God has done, right? God has been moving, and I don't think he's done. I don't think he's done by any means. In fact, I think he still wants to use us in a lot of ways to really highlight his glory and to highlight who he is. We have a ton of things planned this next year, okay? Um, some of them I deeply wish I could share right now. But I can't, okay? Uh, that's my cliffhanger to keep you coming, all right? But um, we really feel like God is moving. want to see him moved. And so if you aren't involved, man, dive in. Get involved, right? That may be uh, uh, in a community group, just getting built up, or, or find somebody to pour into you, or, or find somebody else that you can pour into. You can love on to them, or, or host something, or, or, or serve in some way, or whatever it may be. I want you to be involved, right? Not just for the building up of the well. I already said that. That's important because it's a part of the kingdom, but it's just a small little microcosm, but I want you to get involved in the well because it is a small microcosm of the greater kingdom, uh, one that in doing uh, things here, we can really alter the kingdom. We can glorify God through what we do in this local church, and so that's what I want to see. I would love if you did that, and that year four as a church, and as we get older and older and older together, that God would do more and more and more things, that we'd be humble, that he would use a broken man, a broken woman like you and like I, to actually do something for his glory. Because ultimately when you think about it, that you're a co-laborer or you're an ambassador, you, me, right? Yet for some reason he wants to use us to make much of his name. And so let's do that. I love you guys so much. I can't tell you how blessed I am to be a part of this family. You guys love us well. You encourage us well. I love you guys, okay? I wish I could preach for five more hours about what God is doing, all right? But I won't. I love you guys. Let's pray.
God, I thank you for the things that you have done already and for the things that you will do, Jesus. I thank you for letting a people, God, be sent out, Jesus, around the world already, God. I thank you that you are good in those ways. I pray that you would be highlighted and glorified, God. Let us bless you, Jesus. I pray that you would move on us even, Christ, that, that, that people would uh, feel a desire to do something, to, to make much of your name, to try to highlight your glory to this world around us, God. Would you move in our hearts, stir affections, that we would be laborers, co-laborers with you, Jesus. God, I pray that um, even right now, God, I know that there are probably people in here who don't yet know you, Christ, and I pray that you would show them how beautiful you are. God, that the, all the early disciples would literally die to make much of your name. That people would give up their money, their, their time, their, their energy to try to help others come into this relationship with you. God, that changes marriage. The God that uh, changes our, our parenting. The God that changes our outlook on money and jobs and everything. God, would we know you in that way? Would we make you known to others in that way, Jesus? Impart your Holy Spirit upon us that we will be sent out on mission with you, Christ. We praise things in your very precious name. Amen.